do some stick and pokes. Some well, hey, dumb tat, shit. Well, why won't you tap me? <laughs> say, say, yeah, say like that. See what she says. Why don't you tap me? <laughs> Uh, uh, let's uh, let's let let's roll to see what this episode's gonna come out We're like. You get one roll, I get one roll. We're rolling okay. for episode quality. Yeah, you yeah. get one roll too. Okay. There, I got an eighteen. So okay. production is gonna go fantastic. Production is going great. So today. okay, I'm rolling to see what I'm gonna get for my performance. Thirteen. Thirteen. Not not bad. Not bad. <sighs> performance check. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not terrible. That's, that's a real check. Passes, <laughs> I guess. Performance check. One. Oh, I quit. that I'm sucks. Out here. I'm that's out. a critical fail. I just got your computer just fail. fucking explodes. God damn. <laughs> I get two. Okay. Initiative or advantage? Fifteen. There okay, you go. fifteen and thirteen, dude. That's us. That's us. Okay. Now, now I want to. How D&D. about our whole fate is we'll going to be decided on that dice on that die from now on? on that die from now on. Yeah. Um. So I was in the shower today. Before coming here, which is one of the reasons I was late, I was like, should I go do it with a stinky butt or do I shower for a little bit? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to shower. So I did. And I was just like, you know, washing. I was like, fuck, dude. Banter. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? This is it. And that was it. Like, then I then I realized, oh, now we got more dice. And I realized that I don't need to do it. We just show up and do it. (laughs) So I can say, thanks. Yeah. Now we can roll throughout the episode. You're making me want to play D&D now. Seriously. We're gonna roll throughout. We're gonna roll throughout the episode. See what happens. <laughs> we keep rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. Gonna, so that's what happened. I, t- I took a shower today. Hold on. I got to roll to see how this intro is going. Eighteen. Nice. 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 Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel confident. All right. Doing good. Doing good. The numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. The numbers the don't die lie. never lies. The die never lies. Julius Caesar. Let the die be cast. Whoa. You did say that. You did say that. Hey, you don't say that. <laughs> oh, we forgot to start our timer. Osmark got us. This is a great. This is a great intro. Why? Because it's, it's hidden. I can't it's lie to them. Information. I can't lie to them, dude. I can't lie to our uh, to our listenership. Roll for deception. Oh, okay. Four. Yeah, they didn't fall for Yeah, then. Well, you told them it's fine. Anyway, I rolled for perception. I got a twelve. So. Um, I'm uh I'm the balls. Osballs. You are the balls. Osmark. And I am Jordan. Um, I'm just kind of like a research goblin. Research goblin. <laughs> it's my official title for this show. I'm uh Osmark, you're like the Ryan Seacrest <laughs> the show. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. it sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> sounds you're like good. the Mario Lopez of the podcast. <laughs> oh my fucking god. That's funny. All right. Yeah, all right. I'll 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 take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll, take I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. So today we got part two, Roman gladiators. Yeah. Uh last step. We told you guys uh history, setup, rise and fall, popularity, yeah. what kind of people fought in the games. And uh we gave you guys a little bit of like leading up to the games. Yeah. Now we're getting into the games. Now it's game time. Today is game time. Today is uh Life of a Gladiator today is character profiles. Character profiles, K- KDs, KDs. Uh, you know, wins, <laughs> draws, all stats, losses, reach, yeah. all that shit. <laughs> I, I wish dude, all those specifics would have been dope. <laughs> would be so cool. No, I only had like stats for I think like two of them, <laughs> but still, that would have been awesome if they all had uh, like actual like kills. 
like actual kills. Yeah. Kill death ratio. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start us off. Uh, as always, just in case if you're a weird rando who is <laughs> jumping in on episode two, I'm going to give you guys a quick overview, and then Osmark's going to take us away with combat of the Mo- actual Mortal games. Kombat. All right. So as most of you know, especially if you listen to the last episode, a gladiator is an armed combatant in public games, Roman Republic, Roman Empire. Uh, they clashed with other gladiators, animals, sometimes criminals. Um, believe it or not, Sometimes they were volunteers who, for some reason, thought they could benefit from risking their lives in the arena. Most, however, were slaves. Now, regardless if you're a volunteer Mm -hmm. or a slave, you were probably trained or schooled under very harsh conditions, marginalized, and probably segregated even in death, which we'll get to talk about today. Yeah, you went to school. You went to school. On top of fighting for your life, you had to do it in a school. No breaks either. No No spring break, no summer break. (laughs) No, you just fought. (laughs) Regardless oh of their oh shit, what'd you get? <laughs> Osmark dropped his die. So regardless of their origins, gladiators were entertainers. And if they fought or died, quote unquote, well, what'd you get? I got a six. You got a six. That's not Damn, good. That's not good. I gotta uh, I gotta get out of here. Let me let me roll for how well you just died. Eleven. Eleven. Six eleven. Damn. R.I.P. I can't grab it right now. I fell <laughs> off. Uh so sorry. Uh, gladiators you know they've been depicted and commemorated in all forms of art uh, from really fancy frescoes uh, and sculptures to common plates and cups Uh, the origins pretty open to debate there is evidence of similar combat rituals uh, funeral rituals specifically uh, during the Punic Wars that spread quickly thereafter Um, and uh, overall gladiator Matches and, and ludi in general became a feature of the Roman political ladder and social life in Rome. Um, and as you guys know, they became so fucking popular and so integral to the, the city society. of Rome itself, To society. <laughs> we live in a society. Gladiators. Um, it became so tied up in all that stuff that it just kind of became this never-ending, wanting-up competition of trying to outdo the last guy. And finally... Gladiator games lasted almost a thousand years. One thousand years. Reaching their peak between the first century BC and the second century AD. And of course, as with most things around this time, Christians kind of ruined it. I'm sorry. No, they did. Love my Christian friends out there, but Christians kind of ruined it. (laughs) No, they did. There's no kind of. They they definitely ruined it. Yeah. (laughs) But as we talked about last episode, that wasn't 100% the reason why Gladiator games fell off. True. True. Is a bit of a complex situation. Check out last episode to find out why. Yeah. Now, on to the new shit. Osborne, tell Mortal us about these combats. Combat. Mortal Wombat. Tell you about the Mortal Combat Wombat. So it turns out that the gladiators, who were lightly armed and armored, such as the Radiarius, would tire less quickly than their heavily armed opponents. Think about it, you got less weight on you. Most fights lasted about 10 to 15 minutes or 20 minute tops. It's a long fight, dude. Yeah, it's a long. We'll think of like boxing matches, UFC matches. They go by rounds and they go by three minute, two minutes, five minutes. You know what I mean? That's like true. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, like yeah. it's they, pretty. They, they could get up there sometimes. They, they, but. they do, but that, no, what I'm saying is that that is around that time for the like usually. Yeah, just, yeah. How much can your body take of just fucking punishment? That's like, the thing, dude. I remember talking to Mariah about this because you know not a lot, but I've been in a couple fights, and I remember telling Mariah like, yeah, fights are way faster than people think. Mm-hmm. Literally, just like a few minutes. Usually. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, straight up, straight up. <laughs> 
And if, apparently, if you know what you're doing, it's literally seconds. Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm sure I remember. No, I don't. I was going to say our friend of the show, Dakota. He used to be quite the scrapper. I'm sure he could finish a fight pretty fast, dude. <laughs> Especially now, dude. Yeah. Dude's buff. Anyways, please continue. <laughs> Continuing. During late Republican uh, Munera, between 10 and 13 fights could happen in a day, one match at a time during the afternoon. <clears throat> Spectators preferred to watch highly skilled, well-matched uh, ordinary with complementary fighting styles, but a general melee of several lower-skilled gladiators was less costly, though also less popular. Just a bunch of dudes just fighting and swinging blades. Just regular plain James, Yeah, dude. just slaves. Among, uh, among the ordinary... The Ordinarii, whatever. God, that's Ordinarii. so Ordinarii. Ordinarii. Yeah. The winners of the matches might have to fight a new well-rested opponent, either a tertiarius, a third-choice gladiator. Third stringer. Right, pre-arrangement, or a substitute gladiator, a supposititious, nice. who fought at the whim of the editor as an unadvertised, unexpected extra. How fun. Guest starring. <laughs> Guest starring. What? You didn't <laughs> tell me he was going to be here. Guest starring. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock. That would be so fucked up. You just fought two guys back to back. Oh my God. This shielded two combats for the cost of three gladiators rather than four and such contests were often prolonged and more bloody though probably of poor quality. As long as somebody was dying I think people were happy. Yeah, I think most people were. On one occasion that. the Emperor Caracalla even tested a notably skilled and successful fighter named Bato, Bato against uh, first one supposed superstitious whom he beat and then another who killed him Damn. at the opposite level of the profession a gladiator reluctant to confront his opponent might be whipped or goaded with hot irons until he engaged through sheer desperation that's fucked dude you don't just, want to fight just we'll torture you to piss you your fight. pants dude i don't care you're fighting him look at the, the cards the match cards made up do we don't have a substance uh supersti- it's, superstitious it's man you gotta go literally written in stone <laughs> dude, dude my boss is gonna whip me if I don't whip you so you go fight his ass go fight his ass some dude spent like an hour carving your name into the announcement he's just sitting there like like really dude really? you're gonna back out now after <laughs> I spend an hour carving your fucking name on the stone you're going yeah I'm gonna roll for uh, how this fight's gonna go 13 okay. for who I think uh, guess we'll see the guy who didn't wanna go <laughs> I guess uh, contrary to popular belief not all gladiator battles were just about hacking and slashing. Wow. Some of the most esteemed gladiators were admired for their skills and bravado rather than just their ability to spill blood. blood. They would demonstrate some serious stagecraft which made for a truly engaging and thrilling spectacle. I think they had like a Freddie Mercury type. They just started, they just started singing. <laughs> <laughs> doing like… It captivates the audience. <laughs> Uh, they're just doing like uh, like fucking oh like t- it's like a talent show instead of like they're fighting oh it's a gladiator so talent show alright I'm gonna roll for performance check <laughs> god damn it 20 yo we're winning dude, that talent we're show win, they're winning that talent show baby <laughs> uh, some gladiators actually built their reputations on bloodless victories like is, uh, the Bill Cosby that's, that's impressive <laughs> oh my god I'm sorry. It was the only clean comedian I could think of. Bloodless victory reminds me of like uh, playing uh, like those games. What was that one game? Uh, not where you not thief or your what's his name Corvo. Oh, dishonored. Dishonored. Yeah, when you yeah, beat yeah. when you beat a mission yeah, without yeah. killing nobody, it's ghost. like yeah, yeah. kind of like it's kind of 
I mean, without a, without, without making someone bleed and still beating them, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Anyways, in fact, fact, there was even an exceptional munis. Um, that's a gladiator show for all you non-Latin speakers, you non-Latinos, <laughs> put on by none other than Emperor Nero himself. That's Jordan's favorite. Uh, where no one was killed in, in that one. That's right. Even the enemies of the state, known as the Noxiae, were spared. It's important to note that these guys weren't just blindly hacking away at each other like a bunch of maniacs. They were trained. They were, they were, uh, you know, they were uh, held. They were withheld. They were disciplined. They were, you know, they, they didn't, they were like, I guess veterans knew what they were doing, you know, take, especially if you're wearing heavy armors, if, you know, at one swing, one, one sprint, you're going to run out of stamina. Oh, it's, yeah. it's not like a video game where it just refills after not moving for two seconds. Yeah, we, we all know how our stamina no, is. Dude, yeah. My stamina sucks right now. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Sorry, headphone warning. Tra- trained gladiators were expected to follow professional combat rules and most matches had a senior referee and an assistant to keep things in check. Oh, could you imagine? Hey, they had they're like, like blowing the whistle. No, no. Hey. Flying no, on the plate. No, no, no groin kicks, I said. No groin kicks. <laughs> Let go of his helmet. No pulling of the helmet. Literally no pulling. The, yeah, same, no, no. The, the, same, no the same rules for football. No fucking kicking on the balls. Yeah, no, 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 face no, mask no, no face mask pulling. <laughs> so hey. Beep, beep. Watch the elbows. Watch fly, the, the flag on the plate. <laughs> Ten yards. Ten yards. What is that? Shut up. Pass interference. Keep, keep, keep like, what the fuck just, is a pass? <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with this ref, dude? What's a yard? <laughs> <laughs> These referees were usually retired gladiators themselves. So Hard. they knew what they were doing. They could stop the bout entirely or even pause it to let the fighters take a break, get a drink, and maybe a little... Rub down, rub little, down, a little uh, <laughs> olive oil and the, <laughs> the thighs. You know, even gladiators, you know, you know, a little self care, like you know, them gleaming in the sun. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Dude. Where are my greasers at? <laughs> my greasers, greasers, grease boys. They come there, the grease boys come. It's you and me. We're just running with our buckets of oil, <laughs> just spilling towel. oil all yeah. over the sand with a towel. We're just wearing little like little like underwear, <laughs> loin <cloth. laughs> little loincloths, and little little sandals. <laughs> Coming out. <laughs> this good, me lord. <laughs> yep, that's us. That would have been my dream job back then. A greaser. <laughs> now, the statue of Zeus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have experience. Don't worry. Now, about all of, and now about the all important soundtrack of the gladiator fights, uh, because that's right, the games were accompanied by music, live music. Live music. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jason Derulo. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Halftime show. Yeah, Jason half-time Derulo. <laughs> Featuring Eminem. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm sure they had halftime shows. Um, god damn it. Um, musicians played interludes or built up to a frenzied crescendo during the fights to make them even more exciting. Imagine the trumpets blasting as the gladiators clash swords. Imagine running into that mosh pit. <laughs> okay, do you know that? Live music. Do baby. you know that like a uh, circus song? Oh god. The, like very famous circus song that everybody knows like uh of uh like clown cars like the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one? Okay. So that song is actually based on this like what we're talking about. This shit. I don't know if that thing will hear it. But like Come on, you guys know this. 
Just imagine a bunch of gladiators running in circles, fighting so, each other. Obviously, that isn't exactly what they listened to. Exactly what it sounded like. But like that was like the inspiration was because yeah, they were playing these horns and shit, and they had this this frenzied dun, crescendo. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's so sick. And that I song is go. that song is literally called the entrance of the gladiators. It is. It's called the entrance of the gladiators. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> That's, That's my fun fact of the day. It's an amazing fact. I love that. The uh, <laughs> the Zoltan mosaic in Libya from 80 to 100 AD even shows musicians playing during games uh, complete with gladiators, bestiarii, and venatories fighting prisoners attacked by bests. <laughs> the musicians had instruments like a long straight trumpet, a large curved horn, and even a water organ. And it's not just in Libya. A tumor leaf in Pompeii, Pompey, shows similar scenes of musicians playing as gladiators and bestiarii fought. So not only were the gladiators themselves highly trained and skilled, but the music added to the whole experience, making it an unforgettable show. So I can say they're also passing out snacks too, dude. Yeah, I remember they're, 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 they're showing they're throwing out shirts. Throwing out shirts. Everyone's figs. eating everyone's eating bread. <laughs> you get pelted wine. by a mango. Can you imagine being wasted on a summer day at a at a gladiator game, dude. Nice and drunk, dude. Yeah. The only thing that would suck is obviously us being plebes. We'd probably be at the top. Yeah. With like no shade. Just what's like the I mean, in the what's sun? the difference right now? I mean, going to a fucking Timbers game, sitting yeah, in you're sitting, sitting all the way there's a change. giant pillar in front of me. Like I can't even see the fucking stadium. There's Emperor's a giant pillar in front of, of me. With his giant headdress can't even see anything. <laughs> what Emperor Nero? What the fuck are you doing what here? The fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we're gonna move into uh what happens after like victory. If you win. There's you grace, lose. there's grace and defeat. Is there? Yeah. I don't know. There is. We'll find out. Gladiators fought to the death or until one of them was defeated, obviously. The winner would receive a palm branch and an award from the editor, while an exceptional fighter might receive a laurel crown and money from an enthusiastic crown. For those originally condemned to fight criminals, the greatest reward was freedom. This was symbolized by the gift of a wooden training sword or a rudis, a uh, staff, from the editor. In one memorable match described by Marshall between Priscus and Varus, the fight was so evenly matched and fierce that both fighters acknowledged defeat at the same instant. They both withdrew, and the editor awarded each of them a rudis. It's like you're both like yeah, they were they were just both good. They were matched evenly. Fire, yeah, firefighters. <laughs> nice fire. <laughs> <laughs> Flama, a Syrian gladiator, was awarded the rudis. Four times. Four. But he chose to remain a gladiator each time. His gravestone in Sicily includes his record and reads, Flama, Secretor, lived 30 years, fought 34 times, won 21 times, fought to a draw nine times, defeated four times, Assyrian by nationality. Delicatus made this for his deserving comrade in arms. Those are some of the stats I was talking about. Yeah. Because those stats were sick. Those stats are sick. Some legendary stats. Dude, I'd make your gravestone. Thanks, man. For my comrade in arms. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever wondered what happened to gladiators when they lost in the arena? Besides, you know, dying. (laughs) (laughs) When they they didn't die? (laughs) Yeah. When they didn't die? Well, it turns out they had a secret signal to ask the referee to stop the fight and refer to the editor. And here's the kicker. The editor's decision would usually depend on the crowd's response. You guys have seen this in like uh, 
Gladiator, obviously. Yep. Fucking Russell Crowe. So if the crowd was feeling merciful, the defeated Gladiator might get off with just a slap on the wrist. But in the earliest days of gladiatorial combat, death was considered a righteous penalty for losing. Just don't lose. Don't lose. Now, as time went on, gladiators who fought well might be spared at the whim of the crowd or the editor. And during the Imperial era, matches advertised as without reprieve for the defeated suggested that sparring a defeat that sparing a defeated gladiator's life had become common practice. That's right. They started showing just a little bit of mercy. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But here's where things get really interesting. The contract between the editor and his lanista, the guy who owned and trained the gladiators, could include compensation for unexpected deaths. Deaths. So they weren't expected to die every time. And get this, that compensation could be some 50 times, quote, 50 times higher than the lease price of a gladiator, end quote. Mm, sounds, like a, sounds like an insurance scam. Pretty much. <laughs> Poison him before the match. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like. But you wouldn't want to, though, dude. If you're a Lanista like that. No, absolutely. Your, your boys, especially the more famous your boy is, yeah. the more powerful, the more he wins, the more money, the more people bet money on him exactly. and the more, so the more money you make as a Lanista because like, you own him. One, it's like more, <clears throat> it's more recurring income if he stays alive because yeah. he can always make you more money with each game. And then two, like Osmark says, as he gets more famous, your school becomes more famous. Exactly. It's like, oh, where's he from? He's a school from, he's a school from blah, blah, blah. He's from the school of Oz of Balls. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> from the school of the balls, man. Like, that's a good dope school. And like, the they named school. the school after, after the, 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 the Lanista. So they knew exactly who you were and who was the exactly. owner. So that's how, you know how people now own like teams, like yeah. soccer teams and stuff like it's just yeah. like It's like the same thing. Same fucking thing. They, yeah, you, so. they, can, they used to be able to trade like, I'm sure gladiators and train them and do all the stuff and be exactly. like, yeah, you can borrow my, you can borrow my gladiator, but I expect, you know, a hundred thousand denarii if he dies or exactly. whatever. At least I'm out. So they was a really good, I mean, they would, you know, mistreat them a lot. I'm sure. Of course. It was terrible. That's why I'm saying if I was a Lanista, I would treat them great. Hose every weekend. You can be the lanista and I can be the editor. Yeah. I can be the actual owner. I would, we'll pay, get to I would pay for the hose to come to them every weekend. I mentioned it last episode. I would. You would. I know you would. I mentioned it last episode and we're going to get to it this episode why I would prefer to be uh, an owner of the gladiators yeah. right? why, rather than the owner of the school. Um, but we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, fun fact, gladiators were once in such high demand that there weren't enough to go around. There was actually a shortage. So under Augustus's rule, the demand for gladiators exceeded the supply. A little economics for you here. Mm-hmm. And matches without reprieve called Sin Misone were officially banned. This was an economic and pragmatic move, but it also matched popular notions of, quote-unquote, natural justice. Now, when Caligula and Claudius refused to spare the defeated but popular fighters, their own popularity took a hit. People were pissed at them. Yeah, crowd, baby. So in general, gladiators who fought well were more likely to survive. Kind of a duh statement, but like, I mean that as in like, even if you lost, as long as yeah, you fought you still, well, yeah, you still, yeah, that, that's win. what I'm saying. Grace yeah. and defeat, like yeah, yeah. you lost, but you fought to, Exceptionally. You, to, to you, you fought really well. You didn't just get like knocked on your ass and like the dude's like, dude, this guy sucks, kill him. Come on. <laughs> if you're on par, you know, fighting with a dude for, you know, eight, 10 minutes and then, you know, imagine cuts, bruises everywhere, but not a like decisive hit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you, dude, yeah, you don't die. You're good. You're yeah, like, keep, I want to see you again. Yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Absolutely. At a match in Pompeii, a gladiator named Publius Ostorius was granted Missio, spared, after losing to Skylax, even though he had previously won. 51 matches to Skylax's 26. 
Jeez. Not only was it up to the spectators to decide whether or not losing a whether or not a losing gladiator should be spared, they would also choose whether the winner or they would also choose the winner in a rare event of a tie. But sometimes things got really crazy. In one instance, an editor ended a tie, a stalemate between two gladiators, by killing one of them himself. Well, that's rude. He literally just hopped in the ring and was like, "All right, no, nope, I didn't pay for this. Yeah, one of, one of y'all's got to die. Sorry." And whether a gladiator won or lost, they were bound by oath to accept the editor's decision. Not all editors went with the crowd, though, and not all condemned gladiators chose to submit to their fate. In fact, in one instance, a group of five gladiators yielded without a struggle, but when their death was ordered, one of them grabbed a trident and killed the victor. Caligula called it a most cruel murder in a public proclamation. That's funny. That's a murder. Because yeah. now it's outside of the games. Yeah. So now it's a murder. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not a, that's not sacrifice anymore. Yeah. That's murder. That's murder. So you want to tell us the uh, life expectancy of some of these guys? I imagine it's not very yeah, long. Yeah, it was just, it was about the life expectancy of a fucking butterfly. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, like two weeks? <laughs> I mean, uh, so to start off, uh, gladiators were expected to fight two to three fights a year. Uh, however, many would not survive their first fight. Similar to the UFC. Not the first fight survival. The two to three fights a year. Yeah, yeah. Because those yeah. dudes get beat the fuck up. Your body beat takes months to heal up. It's like bad shit like that. Yeah, and like, you got training in between. Yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Like, it makes sense. Like, your whole life has literally spent training as a gladiator, most likely. Yeah. It was. And eating barley and soup. Barley and soup. Now, it was a pretty rare for a gladiator to survive more than 10 matches. But it was possible. Uh, there was one super tough guy who managed to survive a whopping 150 bouts. That's fucking crazy. I can't believe it. No, I can. No, I can't actually. That's insane. He must have been really lucky or really Source, good. Source, trust me. Tr- trust us. Another gladiator even died at the ripe old age of 90, but we can assume that was long after he retired from a gladiator life. He was yeah. probably a referee. I don't think he was an 80-year-old. He must have been a badass. He was a, he was a ref. He was a ref. <laughs> if you're wondering about the average age of death for gladiators, uh, it's not very it's not very old. Uh, based on evidence from gladiator uh, headstones, it's estimated to be around 27 years old. We would have been dead. We would have been by dead. now. Yeah, on average. <laughs> and get this: the mortality rate for all gladiators who entered the arena was a staggering 19 out of 100. So you had like a one in five chance of dying. Every yeah. time you walked in the arena. Yeah, it's just a pretty big it's that's it's a, a lot. The more you can the more you can the more you go in, the more your chances of dying yeah. increase. It's just fucking yeah. I don't like that. Uh uh, but there is some debate about this. Uh some experts believe that the majority of gladiators would have died younger, between the ages of eighteen and twenty five, and wouldn't have received a headstone. So the average age at death might actually be lower than twenty seven. Probably is. Uh, that makes sense though, because yeah. I mean, how many people were slaves that were just taken away before they, they even know how to fight? They were like pre, not not preteens, like teenage, literally teenagers. Yeah, they're not gonna give them. They're not gonna. They're not gonna yes, yeah, that, yeah. That, that that's a make, really good point. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like you know, taken away from their villages and whatnot, prisoners of war, eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds. Uh, just when you thought things can get any worse, the risk of death for defeated gladiators actually increased over time. Like you said, from one out of five to one out of four. Yeah. <laughs> 25% chance of dying every single time you just fought. Yeah, if just, you lose one and were spared, you had a higher chance of not being spared the next time around. Yeah, so... Because yeah. um, they're like, hey is, man, we already gave you a chance last time. 
Remember last time when you lost, dude, you can't. This job is hard, man. You need to make sure that you keep your winning streaks up because if you get those losing streaks, you're probably going to die. You know, there's this thing called self-responsibility. <laughs> they like if, give you like a If you're not trained, talk. train harder. There's like a… There's like you're a, expected to come to work prepared and your, ready. <laughs> your first day in gladiator school. There's like a… If there's like a video where they where they like sit all the first time in gladiators. <laughs> Coach, I forgot. I… I <laughs> Coach, can I can I borrow a quill? Coach, I forgot my gladius. <laughs> You're expected to show up to class prepared and ready to go every day. Do you not? Do you not? Did you not read the pamphlet I gave you guys last week? You Where's guys, your gladius? Where's your gladius, Claudius? Did you guys not read the syllabus? <laughs> it's just like a stone tablet. Oh fuck. Goes home. Yeah, prof really had yeah. it for me out today, Ma. Syllabus. I got my gladius. Where is it? It's under your bed. It's just like the training times and it's just like 8.05 a.m. Get your ass beat. 10.05 a.m. Get, get your, your ass, ass beat. beat. <laughs> Train. 11. <eat>. Lunch. 11.15. <laughs> get your ass beat. Get your ass beat. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, 21% chance of dying. That's, uh, you know… Um, and then, like like I said, they started granting mercy, but you know they eventually changed their minds. They were like, "Mercy one day, mercy not one day." Yeah. Um. So, Ron, how many arenas were there roughly in the Roman Empire? I'm gonna say two. Two. Okay. Well, you're incredibly wrong. <laughs> uh, some experts estimate around 400, and they believe that there were a total of 8,000 deaths per year from executions, combats, and accidents. It's fucking crazy, dude. That's dummy. Thousand deaths per year from executions, combats, and accidents. Yeah. Let's talk about how many people die in the US every year. From what? From cops. Oh, really? Probably. Probably. Probably a up. lot, probably a lot more. Eight thousand people a year. No, that's that can't be right. Probably a lot more. All right. Police shootings per year. In twenty twenty two, there was one thousand ninety six fatal police shootings. In twenty twenty one, there was one thousand forty eight. So it's still a thousand. That's, that's okay. Well, yeah, it's so still it's a lot. Eight times more, but still a lot. I was exaggerating, but still, hey, it's a lot. I gotta say, right now, one thousand. What was it? What was it? One thousand something. Uh, one thousand nine. One thousand ninety six fatal police shootings in twenty twenty two. That is one thousand ninety six too many. So yeah, just <laughs> like it's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Let's get let's 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 get you get back what to, I mean. I get what you mean. No, no, no. One hundred percent. I get because it's yeah. state sponsored violence, so there yeah. still is that connection. Yeah. Right? Now, uh, it is. yeah, I'm 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 calling police shooting state sponsored <laughs> violence because they are. Uh, now let's talk about Absolutely. the death and disposal of gladiators. Uh, now, when the now when a gladiator was refused mercy, his opponent was of course expected to kill him. And I got to tell you, man, if it was me and you. I couldn't do it. Seppuku right there. Oh, myself. oh, that's fucked up. That reminds me of reminds me of the show Spartacus. Yeah. yeah Spartacus yeah. is forced to kill like his best friend in the school because <sighs> of the entertainment of the nobles. Yeah. It, it's just, it's sad. They're doing like a bout. They're just, it's literally an exhibition match. Oh, okay. And the Lanista, he was like, no, they're not fighting to the death. But there was like, it was a fucking kid who was like, it was Dude. like, it, it was, it was his munis. And he was like, no, I want him to, I want one of them to die. And then his friend was like, no, you have a lot to get. You have a lot to do. Like, I'll die. Don't worry. And he let Spartacus uh, kill him. And he was like, historical? I don't think so, but Still, it was, it was for the show. I'm it sure was something like that. For the show, it was super depressing because yeah. you really like that character. And then he yeah. just ends up dying in like the worst way. And I was like, ah. 
Yeah, that's but whack, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'm sure something like that happened at some point, though. Probably, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're, you become. Let me think about it. You're you spending years, months. Yeah, and what are the? Is possible that you might have to fight against them? That's a really good point, man. Or, like that's something we don't talk them. about. Like, we should, yeah, it's 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 one thing if you're like fighting a convicted rapist, but then it's right. like, what if you're fighting? Yeah, like we joke literally about a it, slave, but like, one of your classmates. Yeah, you know? literally like, somebody who was just a victim of war. Like does yeah. they, they weren't all criminals and bad people. You know, they were just soldiers yeah, sometimes. Man. That's fine. But yeah, like that's killing heavy. killing that's your heavy. best friend in a fight like that, like well. You know, it is. Yeah, I, even think, I was saying think that about to be that. facetious, but you have a lot to think about. Roll for sadness. Roll for depression. Thirteen. <laughs> Eighteen. <laughs> Accurate. Roll for depression. Twenty-one. What the hell? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Not twenty. All right. So get this though: a gladiator was, as we've talked about before, supposed to die with honor and dignity. That meant not asking for mercy or crying out in fear. In True. fact, a good death was seen as a way to redeem the gladiator from the shame of defeat and show the audience what true bravery looks like. Mm. Seneca, a famous Roman philosopher, even wrote about this in one of his letters. He said that when death was near, even the most cowardly gladiator could find the courage to face it head on. That's why they would, or were expected to, offer their throats to their opponent and direct the blade to the vital spot. So it's not surprising that some mosaics have been found showing defeated gladiators kneeling in preparation for their moment of death. And archaeological evidence from gladiator remains uh, found in Ephesius actually confirms that a thrust to the neck was often uh, the killing blow for a lot of these remains, in Ephesius at least. Now, let's talk about what happened to the body of a gladiator who died in the arena. If they died well, meaning with honor and bravery, their body was to be placed on a fancy couch of uh, La Petina and remained or removed with dignity to the arena morgue. Like, so they were, like sitting on the couch? Yeah, they were kind of laid on this couch because it was kind of like a, a symbol of like, of like class and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's because like, think of like the symposiums. Yeah, okay. So it was a bunch of rich dudes lounging. Just imagine just a couches. lifeless body sitting on the couch and yeah, then exactly. slowly kinda, <laughs> sliding <laughs> off. Get him, 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 get him. It is kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but it is kind of supposed to be that. No, I get it. Yeah. Lining, yeah, like, just bleeding yeah. out on the couch. Bleeding out on the couch. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just my mind. But like, it, the couch was kind of <laughs> like a like a stretcher to, to carry them out. That's that's pretty. That's, that's nice. But, I can um, get behind that, I guess. Hold on, though. There's more. <laughs> oh. Um. Now, this part uh, happened whether you died with honor or not. So, you know, um, and it's pretty gruesome. Uh, the, the corpse would then, once it was removed from the arena it, and, and into the arena morgue, it was stripped of its armor and uh, their throat was uh, cut to confirm that they were really dead. <laughs> so, no, so no playing dead to get out no of it? No playing dead to get out of it. Um, and if you thought that was bad, um, Christian author Tertullian uh, told us about what went down in Roman Carthage during the peak of the games. According to him, one of the arena officials dressed up as Dispotter, uh, god of the underworld, uh, Hades, uh, he would uh, whack the dead gladiator's body with a mallet, like a big-ass fucking hammer. Ugh. And then another official dressed as Mercury would test for any signs of life with a heated wand. So yeah, no fake in your death. Once they confirmed that the, gladi- that the gladiator was definitely dead, they would just drag the body out of the arena like a sack of potatoes. I don't know. He might still be breathing. So again, this just happened in Carthage, and this was for people who died without honor. But in general, with or without honor, 
they would test you. <laughs> they would test your body <laughs> to see if you were still alive. Mm. Um, and again, um, regardless if you died with or without honor, if you were a criminal or just unlucky enough to be accused of a crime, you were in for a pretty rough time. Because after the brutal manhandling at the arena, your body might be tossed into a river or just kind of left out to rot <laughs> in like an open field or something. <laughs> just fucking left. Um, and if that wasn't bad enough, the denial of funeral rites would condemn your shade, your ghost, to wander the earth forever like a creepy lemur. Hey, or get a out larva. of here. <laughs> get out of here, ghost. <laughs> the shade, the, the shame of being denied a proper burial stuck with you even after death. So that's right. Um, in, in Roman custom, you were tainted with infamia for all eternity. Regular oh. folks like you and me uh, had to be buried outside of the town to avoid, uh, you know, the additional efforts of rituals and sticking up the place, rich, you know, get people get infected, diseases. But if you were a professional gladiator who died well, you had your own special cemetery. Well, that's nice, at least. Well, that's pretty nice. Somewhere to rest in, rest in piss. Rest in piss. So let's talk about some of these honors and uh, remembrances the gladiators got. So... I don't know if you guys knew this, but gladiators actually had their own union back in the day. Oh, they were a union. They were unionized. I get it. These unions, or collegia, made sure that gladiators had a proper burial and sometimes even a pension or compensation for their family. 401k. If not, then the gladiator's familia, which included his lanista, comrades, and bloodkin, would fund his funeral and memorial costs and use it to show off how responsible and respectful they were. Because that was the flex in Roman times, was like being civil Mm. and like following all the little traditions that made you a good person. And speaking of memorials, some of them, uh, some of the actually, some of them actually recorded the gladiator's career in detail, including the number of appearances, victories, sometimes represented by a fancy engraved crown or wreath, defeats, career duration, and even age at death. Some even included the type of gladiator they were, like uh, Ritarius, which had a trident and sword engraved on their memorial. Pretty sick. Uh, rich people could even commission artwork to celebrate a particularly successful or memorable, or memorable show and include portraits of winners and losers in action. But let's not forget about the gladiator's beliefs or about gladiator's beliefs after, about the afterlife. Unfortunately, however, <laughs> there's oh. not a lot of evidence about what they believed, about what the gladiators specifically believed. But some people used to think that they were all dedicated to the Greco-Roman uh, goddess Nemesis. But it turns out that she was more of a symbol of imperial power and retribution. Many gladiator epitaphs claimed that Nemesis, fate, deception, or treachery was the reason for their death rather than their superior skills or opponents. You know, mm. so like, yeah, people saw these dedication to Nemesis and they're like, oh, they worship Nemesis. No, they were blaming Nemesis for like, oh, this why they were sucks. there. Yeah. We keep dying. In other we're words, here. in other words, a lot of gladiators didn't want to take personal responsibility for losing, <clears throat> which is fucking fair. You know, like, because uh, a lot of times it wasn't your fault. It was the goddess's fault. But hey, at I'm least cursed. they left behind some pretty cool memorials. <laughs> True. Uh, like one from Victor. The left-handed gladiator lefty, from Thessala- Thessalonica, who uh, made sure to call out his opponent as a liar in his memorial. I, Victor, or sorry, quote, I, Victor, left-handed, lie here, but my homeland was in Thessalonica. Doom killed me, not the liar Peneus. No longer let him boast. I had a fellow gladiator 
Polynicus, who killed Pinus and avenged me. Claudius Thalus set up this memorial from what I had left behind as a legacy. Huh. <laughs> he just wanted everybody to make sure that fucker did not kill me. He's a phony. He's a phony. Even after his death, he's like, dude, don't, don't let me die a phony. I was robbed. <laughs> I was robbed. <laughs> don't let me die a phony, please. All right, now. Don't ever let me die a phony, Jordan. Enough about depressing, sad death. Let's talk about depressing, sad schools of gladiators. Yeah, dude. Hit us with it. You know, back then, if you know, would, what, how would you choose where to go to school? I would choose gladiator school. I mean, it probably wasn't that expensive. You would have done really well in clown school. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. So, rundown on gladiator schools or the, or the Ludi, as they were called back in the day. So, the first name gladiator school was owned by a dude named Aurelius Scaurus at Capua, which was used to train the legions and entertain the public way back in 105 BC. The head of the school, called a Lanista, the dean, had complete control over the lives of the gladiators, including the power of life and death. But they were considered socially inferior on the same level as pimps and butchers. Not exactly a glamorous job. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Still sounds great. I don't, I don't want to be a pimp or a butcher. Not bad. Now, if you were a gladiator owner of a good family, high status, and independent means, you were considered cool. That's what I'm trying to be. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would rather be an owner than the head of the school. Yeah. Just saying. Fair. Cicero even congratulated his friend Atticus on buying a splendid troop of gladiators. If he rented them out, he could recover their entire cost after only two performances. Big These money. are good boys. <laughs> Big These money. Good circus, boys. good circus boys. Now, there were more downsides to owning gladiator schools. For example, the Spartacus revolt originated in a privately owned school, and it took a lot of costly, sometimes disastrous campaigns to suppress it. Yeah. So the government started to put more restrictions on gladiator school ownership, location, and organization to prevent any more uprisings. It's true. I've got to crack down. Mm hmm. In the, imperial in the imperial era, volunteers needed a magistrate's permission to join a school as an auctorati. You need permission, Doug. Yeah, sorry. It's the new laws. They were accepted. The school's physician would assess their uh, suitability and their contract would specify their earnings and fighting style. Oh my Let God. me see could your you cock and balls. Could you imagine if he'd be like, ah, you got flat feet. We're good. That's, that's me, bro. I'm like, what? No, I want to be a gladiator. Please. You're like crying, bro. Look like, at those. Look at those bunions, look dog. At those fucking feet. Just dog. give me some closed-toed shoes, you and I'll can be barely fine. walk, dude. I'm gonna step on your foot, and you're out. And I just leave crying. <laughs> mom, mom, I got denied gladiator school because I'm a flat feet. <laughs> oh, Mijo, I'm so sorry. I got bone uh, spurs. <laughs> I wanted to be gladiator my entire All life. Right, I'm gonna roll for be. your chances of getting into gladiator school. Thanks, dude. Eleven. Kind of like 50-50 at that point. Bad, go either man. way. Well, I'm going to try again. I'm going to get foot surgery and go back and try again. All right. Let's see. Uh, rolling for your success of foot surgery. <laughs> 18. I think you should get the surgery. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm loving this whole rolling <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it going right now. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So after being checked by the doctor, making sure your cock and balls were all good. Uh, a condemned uh, bankrupt or uh, debtor could even negotiate with their lanista or editor for a partial or complete payment of their debt by becoming a novice gladiator. I don't have any money, but I can fight. Uh, yeah. Depends I'll, on how bad your debt is. Like, yeah. I might do it. <laughs> Seriously. if Especially if the risk wasn't that high of dying. Depending, maybe. Depending, yeah. yeah. All gladiators, whether volunteer or condemned, were bound to service by a sacred oath. Novices trained under retired gladiators and could ascend through a hierarchy of grades with the highest being the primus polis. 
They train with weighted, blunted wooden weapons and rehearse choreographed numbers to perfect their fighting style. It was all very intense and required a lot of commitment. Yeah, think of like, think of like mixing UFC with ballet and like choreographed dances. And Navy SEAL. And Navy SEAL, yeah. <laughs> Trading. Uh, that's so funny. But yeah, no, it's true. They were tra- literally all, if they fought four, you know, three times a year, what were they doing the rest of the time if they were slaves? You're just fucking training. You just dude. train the Every entire time. Day. And the more you train, the more badass you become. Yeah. The more money you make. Just, yeah. It was pretty cool. Not really. If you were condemned to fight in the gladiator games, you were likely marked with a tattoo or brand on your face, legs, or hands. This was called the stigmata and meant to identify you as a condemned gladiator and to show your status within the gladiator school. You guys like like my new sick tat? Oh my God. Wasn't a good thing. (laughs) I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that's where the word stigma comes from. (laughs) Slaves were sometimes tattooed on the forehead until Constantine banned the use of facial stigmata in 325 AD. Soldiers were also often marked on their hands. On their hands, dude. He banned face tattoos. (laughs) That is the best thing ever. Should do that again. He's like, these are fucking ugly. We should do do that again. Ban face tattoos. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Biden comes Some of these tomorrow. people So come on We need to ban face Executive tattoos Executive order <laughs> Executive order If you're caught with a face tattoo You're a criminal You're going to You're going to, you're going to prison Gladiators were housed in cells Around a central arena Where they practiced and fought According to Juvenal There were strict hierarchies Within the schools <laughs> Clicks Clubs Regina <laughs> George the plastics <laughs> With different types of gladiators being segregated from each other. Flamius, Flamius, Spiculus, and the Irons. Sitting over there in the lunch table. You imagine being like a you new can't be, sit with can us. you imagine being a new a new gladiator and it's like it's lunchtime and like you're like you get your fucking gruel or whatever, your yeah. barley and shit, and you turn around like in those high school movies and you're just standing there and everyone's <laughs> eating with groups and everyone's just like and then a guy comes up next to you, he's like, Here, you can come sit with you me. Can go sit with me. <laughs> And he's just another fucking loser gladiator. On Wednesdays, we wear Tyrian purple. (laughs) All jokes aside, that literally happens in Spartacus, the show. Dude, I fucking love that show so so much. He's literally like, it's funny because they literally do the thing where they literally like fucking like tip his food. They're literally bullies to the new gladiators. It's hilarious. No, it's hilarious, dude. But then they win their first match or their first bout training. Then they're like, yeah, now you're one of us. So before it, before they don't, they're like, they're like, you're not my brother. Like you're not, you're, you're, you're not a gladiator. You're just a slave. Like, yeah, they literally had their own internal, like, Segregating like 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 Clicks like I was shit, saying yeah. yeah straight up veterans with the I want to hang out with you fucking you fucking loser yeah fucking record of zero two fucking loser but yeah no nobody wanted to be a loser I didn't um yeah face tats no more no more um no no more <laughs> okay what a juvenile you were talking about juvenile but yeah juvenile the juvenile yeah the hierarchies different types of gladiators being segregated from each other. This kept potential opponents separate until it was time for them to fight in the games. Kind of smart games. in that sense, I guess. Discipline in the gladiator schools could be pretty extreme with even lethal punishments being handed out. Holy shit. Archaeological evidence shows that over time, the schools became larger and more organized with better facilities for housing and punishing 100 plus gladiators. That's a lot of fucking dudes, dude. That's a lot of boys. Because, yeah, I think I read in the beginning it was only like a gladiator school could only do like, you know, like maybe like a dozen yeah. gladiator schools. Fucking hundred, dude. That's, that's a crazy. that's a big college. That's like, I mean, obviously that's not like an army army, but like that, right. that could do some damage. Well, why, why do you think they ended up escaping? Yeah, exactly. Literally, because there exactly. were so many of them. At one, so at one point, there were more gladiators, slaves, and there were guards. 
Yeah, I do. Literally. That. I do so it's that. like, maybe if somebody was like, bro, all we need is a little bit of luck. And we're going to, I mean, some of us might die, but, yeah. you know. Rolling for uh, chances of slave rebellion. 16, not looking it good. Looks like it's hap- it might happen. Not looking good. All right, now <laughs> let's talk about the diet and uh, like welfare of some of these guys because uh, I found a lot of this pretty interesting. Um, now, you might think these guys were treated pretty badly, and they were, um, but it turns out they were actually pretty well fed and taken care of in a harsh, utilitarian, disciplinarian kind of way. <laughs> yeah. The gladiator's diet was actually vegetarian and very high energy. It consisted of barley, boiled beans, oatmeal, ash, and dried fruit. And yes, you heard that right. They ate ash because apparently it was thought to strengthen the body. Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. So should I stop eating ash? You should stop eating ash. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually learned this from uh, this documentary called Game Changers. It's it's like about uh, like vegan athletes and stuff. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool. They got Arnold Schwarzenegger. In there, and he talks about like being vegetarian. Terminator, shit. the Terminator, dude, the Governator, uh, <laughs> the Governator. <laughs> but it was pretty cool because yeah, they talked about that. They talked about the fact that now I'm not here to evangelize being yeah. vegetarian or being vegan, but even the Romans noticed that there was uh, health benefits, physical benefits to being vegetarian. Mm. So gladiators weren't allowed to eat meat because it like made them uh, sluggish, dude. It's pretty cool, and uh, you would love this documentary because there's this big. Motherfucker from like, I don't know, Slovakia or something. You know what I mean? Like the East European guy, big fucking guy, like uh, one of the st- strongest men in the world type fucking guys. Um, big old fucking like Wolverine, mutton chops takes up mm-hmm. half his face, whatever. Anyways, massive dude, dude. He can, he, he lifts a fucking car from one oh. end, like a whole fucking car. For sure. And like flips it over. It's insane. This guy claims to have been vegetarian his whole fucking life. And he 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 tells this joke in the documentary where he's like, you know, people come up to me and they say, how do you get as strong as an ox without eating a piece of meat? And I say to them, have you ever seen an ox eat a piece of meat? And I just <laughs> thought it was fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> Damn. Anyways, yeah. Uh, gladiators, vegetarians. Um, so the Romans considered uh, barley inferior to wheat. Uh, but the glad- so the gladiators were then nicknamed horderii, which means Eaters of barley. I guess it was you a dis- bar, you barley eater. You barley eater. But I mean, I guess it's better than dusty feet. <laughs> Throw back to that old one. I like dusty feet. You like dusty feet? I like barley eater. You barley eater. Barley eater. I'm going to call my coworker that today. Do you think it was offensive like beaner? Maybe. Oh my God. You or, beaner or, eater. Or the eye. <laughs> but don't worry. Oh. These guys didn't just eat barley and beans all day. Oh. They were also given regular massages and high-quality medical care to help mitigate their otherwise severe training program. And get this, one of the most famous doctors in history, Galen, even trained at a gladiator school in Pergamum, where he saw the gladiators training, their diet, and their long-term health prospects. Um, And, of course, he later criticized it. Mm -hmm. I mean, who wouldn't criticize being forced to fight to death? It's pretty easily criticizable action there. <laughs> so, let's move on to uh, some of the legal and social standing of uh, these, these, gladiators. People, these gladiators and editors. So, basically, the gladiator fights in ancient Rome. What was that? The governors. <laughs> the governors. <laughs> so, basically, the uh, gladiatorial fights in uh, ancient Rome were a completely different ballgame 
than anything we've had today. Obviously, it's a fucking blood sport. So if you were sentenced to fight as a gladiator, you were considered a slave of the penalty and were pretty much already dead unless you were lucky enough to be set free. Even citizens could be stripped of their rights and enslaved before being sent into the arena. And the punishments were no joke. You could be set in there for anything from theft to treason. Again, dude, stealing. Well, the people in ancient times really didn't like yeah, stealing. No. The worst offenders or noxii got the most brutal punishments. They were either thrown into the arena to fight wild animals with no chance of survival, or they were made to fight each other to the death. And if you were lucky enough to not be a noxii, you might still be forced to fight as a gladiator or against wild animals. But hey, if you were really good at fighting, you might actually get some respect and maybe even survive to fight another day. Maybe get a cool nickname. Maybe get a cool nickname. So basically, if you ever found yourself in ancient Rome, you know, got time traveled back, hot tub time machine situation, (laughs) try not to do anything that could get you arrested (laughs) or just like be a really good fighter. Just 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 practice fighting all the time. But here's the thing. Some people, as we mentioned before, volunteered to be gladiators. Pretty crazy. I got time. These guys were called Octorati, as we talked about before. And they were some of the most skilled and admired fighters in the arena. Um, some of them were even granted manumission, which means they were freed from slavery. However, it wasn't that simple because under Roman law, they couldn't offer their services as gladiators after being made free men. <gasps> However, even if they were free, these Octorati were still technically enslaved by the Octoratio, aka their master. Oh. So legally, things got really fucking messy yeah. about whether <clears throat> you were free or not. Like, hey, I volunteered, but you're a slave to the to the to the oath. And pretty much just like, but maybe don't volunteer, you yeah. know? Like legally speaking, it's, you don't a, have it's really to. messy. You don't have to. You don't have to volunteer. In fact, all arena or arena arii, or people who fought in the arena, were considered infamous by reputation, meaning they were excluded from most advantages of citizenship, um, meaning they couldn't vote or plead in courts, nor they, could they leave a will. Um, and if they got paid to fight, that just made things worse, as they were sometimes seen as murderers for hire, basically. Mm. Thus, even the most well-off and popular octoratii uh, found themselves towards the bottom of the social ladder. So even if you did make a lot of money and you were kind of like a Michael Jordan of sorts, people looked up to you as a great athlete or whatever, people still saw you as somebody who took money for killing. Yeah. And that wasn't cool. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Despite all this, some people still chose still chose to become gladiators like Osmark. Some did it for glory, some did it for revenge, and some because they had no other choice. Just for shits and giggles. And even some aristocrats got in on the action. At least one of Julius Caesar's games included some fancy pants volunteer senators and the son of a praetor in a gladiatorial contest. Kill him. But when Augustus took over and started watching the games, he was like, nah, this is too dangerous for the upper classes. So he banned senators and equestrians, which was a fancy word for rich people who ride horses, from participating. But in 1180, he changed his mind. And led equestrians back in because he realized the band was pretty useless. People were doing it anyways. So fast forward to Emperor Tiberius. And he was like, hey, let's remind everybody that senators and equestrians aren't allowed to fight in the games. But then Caligula came in and he was like, eh, I do what I want. And then Claudius was like, no, no, no. We need to strengthen rules because law and order. But then Nero and Commodus were like fucking... (laughs) What are rules, dude? Fucking, what I'm do you crazy, need? bro. Like, fucking, 
<laughs> I'm insane. Rules mean nothing to Comet me. Comet is, yeah, both of them, insane. Even after Christianity became Rome's official religion, they still didn't want rich folks getting involved in the games. <clears throat> but believe it or not, some volunteers were still willing to risk their lives, reputation, and social status to participate in the games. And get this, in one insane case, a descendant of the famous Gracchii family, who was already infamous for marrying a dude who played the horn, they were roommates. The horn guy. <laughs> the horn boy. Um, he showed up to a non-lethal or just plain silly match, one of those comedy matches we mentioned last episode. Uh-huh. He showed up dressed in a woman's outfit with golden ribbons and a priestly headdress. Hell yeah. Talk about a show, dude. He skipped around the arena like a little child and he completely humiliated his opponent. We don't know why he did it, but he must have loved the attention. I mean, I kind of assume he did. Why else would you do that? For the for the bit? For, for the bit. Like, <laughs> he did it for the... He was being recorded. He was, <laughs> the scribes. Yeah. They were jotting down super fast. Exactly. All right. So that's pretty much all I've got for <clears throat> things about the games themselves. Now we're going to switch gears. Osborne's going to take it away, finish us off with some character profiles. Yeah, I'm going to finish you off, man. Be Tell careful. me about some famous I'm gladiators. Coming. I'm yeah, going to do a performance a... role real quick. Yeah. Check for performance. Natural 20. Bro. Not even joking. That's that was my a second 20. 20 of the day. All right. You're going to kill it. <clears throat> Spiculus. Spiculus lived around 1 AD. Some sources say he was a Thracian soldier that was captured and sold into slavery. It's said that he attended gladiator school in Capua and showed great promise. In his first bout, he squared off against Aptonetis, a veteran gladiator and a freeman who had won 16 fights. Nice. Spiculus ended up defeating Aptonetis and killing him. He was not expected to win as this was uh, as he was a newbie still. Oh, okay. uh, but he won and caught the attention of your friendly neighborhood emperor Nero. <laughs> He's like, hey, this guy's this guy's kind of cute. He can he can fight. You don't want that happen. He can fight. You don't want Nero's attention. <laughs> Nero took such an interest in Spiculus that he lavished him with gifts, even gave him a palace. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I think Nero should have just wanted to bang him. Oh, of course. Yeah. He he was just like, hey, Spiculus. He's like up there, like doing like little wave. Spiculus is like, god damn it, Nero's god here again. Damn it, bro. <laughs> he ended up raising Spiculus's social standing, even though Spiculus himself was still a slave. Uh, he even had his own slaves gifted by Nero. Mind you, being a slave, having slaves. This one sounds fun, I That's, guess. That's uh, a um, brain mind fuck right there. Yeah, power trip. In 68 AD, Nero's popularity as emperor drastically dropped and people wanted him out. They wanted to pretty much kill him at this point. Changing management. Changing management, baby. Nice. Um, he was terrified that people were out to get him, so he nicely asked his friend Spiculus to kill him. <laughs> So he sent him a letter and I'm assuming it said something like, Dear Spiculus, I hope this letter finds you well. Please kill me. And my shit. <laughs> Please kill me. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, different sources say that Spiculus didn't, either didn't get the message, didn't want to kill him, or he just wasn't home. He just wasn't home. And Nero just didn't, wasn't, he wasn't around to wait. He did, just didn't want to wait for an answer. He, he just ended up killing himself. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but another and another thing that I read was that, in two different sources, was that Spiculus ended up leading his own little slave revolt. Nice. And ended up leaving and escaping with 70 other slaves. Had to go for Spiculus. Which is similar to another story. So I hope they weren't both like um, confused for the same guy. But And the other version of this, um, angry, Romans, angry Roman citizens started to uproot and destroy uh, Nero's statues after his death. 
And it was written by uh, Plutarch that since uh, Spiculus and Nero were such good buddies, supposedly, that the angry Romans ended up killing Spiculus with the stones of the statues of Nero because they were so angry in his rule that they were like, you are his friend? We're going to fucking kill you, (laughs) even though you're a cool guy. Uh, I mean, it's not his fault that he lived off his riches and he loved them, you know, but, you know. I guess it's not his fault. But, you know, apparently he was pretty cool and, you know, I couldn't find the KD or match records, but, you know, (laughs) he was a cool guy. Um, I know you mentioned Flama a little bit earlier, so I'm just going to go a little bit more uh, into uh, into him. Um, So his his real name was Marcus Calpurnius. Like you said, he was a he was a he was a Syrian by origin and he was captured uh, as a soldier and was uh, uh, set to die in the arena. But he ended up being really good. And just straight up just didn't die. He was like, is this Damn. all you got? Like, So they like more. set him up to Yeah, like, they set him up to like, they set him up to die. And yeah. he ended up winning. And, and they were like, oh shit. Fuck yeah. That was supposed to happen. That was, hey, hey, what, that was supposed to happen. Um, but yeah, so he, he got his, his name Flama is actually his nickname. It actually means flame, you know, as yeah. you know. But that's what they, that's the nickname they gave him the way he fought. He fought with such like rage like and ferocity. such like ferocity yeah. that they nicknamed uh, him okay. Flama, which is yeah, Latin for like flame because he was yeah. inflamed every time he fought. That's sick. Um, and then apparently, apparently he was also a hero in the Punic in the first Punic War Whoa. when he led uh, he led three hundred people on a suicide mission to free themselves from a Carthaginian trap. So oh, he nice. and then I'm pretty I'm sure he got captured again. But yeah, he they 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 enjoyed him because he he was a fucking he was a fucking BC He's boy. A fucking G, yeah. dude. He fought in the Secutor class, which is similar to the Mormillo, you know, armed with a small sword and heavy shield and you know, a beautifully adorned helmet uh with armor on, only in half his body. So just imagine the half of a half, half of a sculpted tan muscular body gleaming in the sun. And then the other half. And then the other half armored. just armored. So is it still gleaming? Is it like it's a it's a half yeah, I'm sure it's like it's like yeah, one, one it, arm. Has, yeah, like okay, the okay, arm, okay. and then like the greaves and okay, stuff like okay, that. Okay, and then wait, I'm wait. sure some sort of. I think the actual chest was bare. I'm pretty sure the whole this area was yeah, bare. Yeah. I think it was just arm and the leg. Well, I feel like I've seen depictions too where they have like big pauldrons or yeah, like they kind they, of and they go cover yeah. the chest there's a little a, bit. There's a tons and tons of different armors. There's like yeah. one armed with like, the, but the like double shoulder or oh, like no, yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. But of, like they never have full armor. though. I don't believe so. (laughs) I don't believe so. I don't think they ever had full armor unless they were doing, in my opinion, um, oh, like one of those like theatrical ones. Yes, like theatrical, or they're doing reenactments where they're going to lose in the emperor's full armor or whatever the fuck. That's that's what I think. That makes sense. But yeah, um, so yeah, he was given he was given his freedom four times, but he liked fighting so much. He was like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm just gonna stay here. He's like, food's good. (laughs) <laughs> Pays good, and it couldn't be that bad. There's hoes on the weekends, dude. Like I'm not going nowhere. Bed ain't the the bed's not that bad. Also, I'm gonna stay. He died at the age of 30, though. He died pretty young, so that means he was a he was a baller in his whole his whole 20s. I was gonna say, he dude, was just like killing it. When did he? We don't know what age he got captured, but he did 35 battles. No, that's so a like, lot. Let like even if we say that he got captured at 20, so that's 10 years. That's still what. 16, 17. Yeah. No, wait. I can't. That's like two. I can't do the math. Well, math, but still, he did more than two, three fights a year. Is yeah, it's a little more than at. three fights a year. So he was it's more, he was more, more than, than your average fighter, which is probably why he's on our list. Yeah. You and know? that's like, like, yeah, like I said, that's if he got caught at 20. 
Yeah. That's a little more than three 18, fights 18, 17, like it's very possible, yeah. but you know, he was around for a while. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. So another man, this one's a little short, but it was it's worth mentioning. Uh Marcus Atilius. Uh Marcus was a young, freeborn Roman. For some reason, he wanted to go to gladiator school. So he goes to gladiator school. Uh, which makes you wonder maybe the tuition wasn't as, wasn't so bad back then. For gladiator school, you had to like pay for books. Not even you had to pay for your sword, your shield, your armor. Maybe training for a week's worth of training for your, for your food and lodging. I don't even know. I don't even think you had to pay to go into gladiator your, school. Your, <laughs> Europeans are like tuition for school. What is that? Yeah, I don't. I like that's the thing is I don't even know. No, I because you're signing over your life to them. Yeah. Why would you have to pay? It probably would, anyways. Probably because <laughs> that's how it was. Typically, though, uh, overseers would match fighters, you know, based by skill level, veterans versus veterans, noobs versus noobs. But uh, for some reason, um, uh, I'm assuming maybe people called out. They just couldn't make it to the game. They just couldn't fight. In uh, Marcus's first match as a Tiro, which a Tiro is a term for a gladiator's first performance, uh, he faced Hilarious, Hil- Hilarious, a veteran fighter who had won 12 out of his last 14 fights. It's uh, quite a bit of XP for somebody whose first time is in the arena. Yeah. So you have this guy going against somebody who's very much, you know, his 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 better. But in a stunning performance, Marcus ends up winning and forces Hilarious to surrender. So make that 12 out of 15 Damn. for Hilarious. <laughs> nice. In his next bout, he did the same thing and defeated 12-time winning gladiator Ratius Felix. Dope-ass name. That is so sick. The, so the reason why his little story ends right there because the reason why he was a new gladiator and he beat two veterans back to back. So it got the attentions of like graffiti people around like, uh, I think it was uh, Pompey that they ended up like immortalizing his like fights on the walls and shit. Oh, that's right. Because they were like, yeah, this guy's cool. He's new and he just took out two, two, of, the, two yeah, of the city's vets. Like, that's, yeah, that's dope. So he got fans and stuff. Um, so yeah, it said that his fame was mostly, you know, like I said, regional. But at this point, I feel like it's pretty world worldly because we're talking about him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so when Mount Vesuvius erupted in 79 AD, a few decades after Marcus's uh, fights, the city was buried and the, his graffiti being Oops. preserved under the ash. So that's where they were able to find it. That's how we found it. Yeah, because nice. they, they found his uh, graffiti under the fucking ash. Thanks, Volcano. <laughs> Thanks. So this guy was a total badass. Uh, Carpophorus Bestiarii. Nice. Yeah, he was probably the best Bestiarii in history. Oh, cool. Um, not much was known about him other than his insane skill and prowess in fighting beasts. Uh, yeah, he was known for fighting a shit ton of wild animals at the same time. Just at the same time. Um, allegedly, he was a spectator one day and jumped into the arena to fight a bear and defeat it with a flaming straw. What? <laughs> what the fuck? That's some like John Wick shit. Do you remember, do you remember Batman when yeah. Joker walks in when all the gangsters are in the oh are in the God. table? He's like, you want, he's like, you want to see a magic trick? And he's like, ta-da! Like, that's oh God, that's kind of what I imagine he did to the bear. The Everybody was like, what the f-? But yeah, apparently a flaming straw, no context. I was just like, that was a flaming straw. That's awesome. I don't know what he did, but anyway, that's what he did. Um, he clearly specialized in fighting beasts and was much more skilled at fighting them than other people. Not that he couldn't fight people or wouldn't, but he just preferred to fight beasts. Beast. Nice. I think he had probably had something going on that he was just like, he, was, he wasn't very social and <laughs> just really wanted to just kill animals. Okay. Uh, I don't kind know. Kind of a sociopath? Yeah, maybe. Uh, he faced off against lions, buffaloes, boars, bears, leopards, and rhinos. 
Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sure others, but those are the ones that I found on my on my in my sources. Um, elephants, maybe that would have been nuts. Um, he fought at the opening games for the brand new opening of the Flavian Amphitheater when where he killed bears, lions, and leopards in a single battle. Nice. During one bout, it said he killed a rhino with a single spear. Fuck, dude. That kind of just reminds me of… Uh, that kind of just reminds me of 300. Do you remember the scene where there's a rhino charging and the dude throws a, throws a spear? Oh, yeah, and yeah. And then char- the rhino's like charging and just dies right at his feet. Right at his feet. That's yeah. just like exactly what I pictured he did. Oh my god, Just because in my head dude. that just sounds way cool. That would be fucking But sick. yeah, with a single spear, just took out a rhino. That's so he must have been like a… He must have been a burly, like stocky, oh, like yeah, motherfucker. Dude, he power, must have been dog. huge. Uh, but his most famous battle was when he killed twenty different beasts in a single in a single fight. What the fuck, dude? They didn't say what At it was, but time? it was just it could have been a multiple of you know lemurs. It could have been just twenty lemurs, maybe. But uh, yeah, his abilities and his powers and his prowess as compared to Hercules's twelve labors and how he was able to wrangle his beasts. That makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. they were like, dude, this guy's like fucking Hercules. This guy's like Heracles, just because he was just he was just strong and because he was able to wrangle him. That's fucking sick, dude. yeah. Carpophorus, bestiarii, dude. He's a dope motherfucker. You kind of went a little bit about uh, Commodus. Yeah. Uh, just about… Uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably just touch a little bit about like what he did. He basically just liked to like… Yeah, he rigged his own fights. He kind of just liked to show off. He wasn't particularly skilled. Not that he wasn't, but he, you know, he really wasn't that good at fighting. Even though it said that he had his own… He had his own um, arena made in his… Uh, his castle, not his castle, yeah. his fucking um, his palace, so he could train in private. Just yeah. imagine a, a little kid with a little wooden sword. <laughs> Look, ma, he's like in the course, <laughs> like swinging his sword. Uh, but I also read that he rose to power when he was sixteen. He became co-emperor yeah. at sixteen, which yeah. explains why he was probably such a fucking piece of shit. Nobody was. that young should have power. We definitely, I definitely want to do like um, a mini series on Marcus yeah. Aurelius and Commodus because it's a really interesting. Yeah, because after yeah. his father died or maybe got poisoned, and or maybe his, killed. And Marcus Aurelius was considered one of the greats. He's considered yeah. one of the four, four or five good emperors. Quote yeah, unquote. yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, he boasted about winning all his battles. Obviously, like not a scratch. This and that. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna go too much into him. He pretty much just sucked and just liked to boast and just liked to show off that he could fight. It was just such and a and apparently he bo yeah oh, he boasted about winning over a thousand battles and all this crazy stuff. Nobody dared to even hurt him. And I just wanted to say that it, I just thought it was funny that he was strangled while he was taking a bath by a re- by a wrestler. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like no doubt, like. <laughs> Dude, fucking hate you. Fuck that guy. Uh, and then, yeah, you t- you touched a little bit on Priscus and Varus about how they were just so good at fighting, and then they both were given their freedom. Yeah, they were tell, like, tell us the yeah, story. I want to hear. They were like, it, well, it's not too much of it, but uh, Priscus was a strong, skilled Roman gladiator of Celtic origin. Not much was said about Varus, though. He think he was just he was probably just a, just a slave. Um, but yeah, they were both uh, they both became fi- famous by fighting each other and eventually putting their swords down because neither of them could get decisive hit or win. They were completely matched in skill, so they fought to a stalemate. This battle was fought during the first century AD in the Flavian Flavian Arena. The Flava Flav Arena. The Flava Flav Arena. <laughs> uh, for some reason, it's also considered to be one of the most famous battles in ancient Rome between these, these two guys. Um, both true to so it. it was Emperor Titus that was so impressed and moved by this act that he granted them both a rudis and therefore their freedom. Maybe they became best friends after they left. Maybe I they became so. roommates. I like to think that they did. I like did. to think that they became roommates. Wow. So, our last but not least, obviously, I'm going to end off uh, end off on Spartacus. 
wrap, oh, wrap it up yeah. on Spartacus. Um, there's a lot more to Spartacus, but I'm just going to give you all just like a brief overview without getting into the third servile war. Yeah. It's literally, he literally was responsible for the third major revolt in Roman history, like, which is nuts. Like the fact that he was able to get that in history, I think he did, he did some damage. He did some damage. So according to Plutarch, our boy, our boy Plutarch, uh, Spartacus was a Thracian of nomadic stock. Possibly from the Maidai tribe, uh, located southwest Thrace, present-day Bulgaria, like southwest Bulgaria by the Balkans. Oh, yeah. Black yeah. Sea. Uh, it said that he was a mercenary. Well, different sources say that he was either a mercenary first and then a soldier in Rome and deserted because he was tired of Rome's treatment, or he just uh, he, he was a mercenary and then deserted under Romans um uh, leadership because he yeah. just was fed up with what with what they were doing. And eventually he got caught and became a slave and was sold into gladiator school. Uh, Plutarch also stated that he had his wife with him, a prophetess of the Medi tribe, mm. um, who was with him. Who ev- she eventually had like a vision of Spartacus's downfall in the winter, oh. which is exactly what happened. Yeah, just crazy. I definitely believe those prophetesses had some sort of like power to them or some sort of energy that they could just know shit. I don't know. It's weird. It's a whole other realm. Anyways, Spartacus was sent to train as a gladiator near Capua. Oh. He trained under the Mormillo class. Uh, but yeah, fed up with school and their treatment, Spartacus and a bunch of other boys started plotting to escape. They're pretty much a bunch of dropouts. <laughs> dropouts. <laughs> Just dropouts. Smoking by the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, about 70 others and Spartacus seized an opportunity one night and armed only with kitchen utensils <laughs> managed to fight and escape the school. That's fucking sick. Afterward, they plundered wagons and were able to properly arm themselves and form a little proper militia. Uh, soldiers were sent after them over and over, but they could not defeat the escaped students. Dean's pissed. <laughs> you got to bring the students back because they He's are pissed. their parents paid for their curriculum and they're not Fucking going to school. Animal they're house like dude. fuck school. They're they're playing Rage Against the Machine when they're going down the fucking the <laughs> down down the road. Yeah. They're 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 not having it, man. They're, they're like not that, having uh, it. That rowdy frat house. Yeah, Dean's just over. The rabble of slaves eventually turned into thousands of followers. As they plundered the countryside of Capua, freeing slaves and adding them to their army. I mean, you were a free man. Like they would, I'm assuming Spartacus would be like, hey, I'm freeing you, but come fight for us. Yeah. Or fend for yourself in the wild. Because it's not back then you couldn't just go into a city and be like, hey, how's it going? If you have no money, you have no money. Yeah. Period. Like you were a slave. I'd rather go fight and stay with the army than, you know what I mean? Like, what what would you do? Probably I'd probably go with probably them. stay with the boys. I'd maybe risk them. at least I'm at least I'm not dying a slave. At least you're dying. And to me, to them, that was worth it. Yeah. Better to die a free man than to die a slave. Like well, that the, was the a, thing that was is big. too with an army too is like not everybody has to fight. You know, there's still got to be like exactly no. Boys. They, oh no, they had they had women, children with him. They had old men, old women. They had all sorts. Not just and not just Roman slaves. They had all sorts of people like Gauls, like Celts, like Syrians, like Numidians, all over people from all over the Roman Empire joined them after they heard all the small victories that they were having. Um, eventually they kept going south and the army of gladiators and slaves made it to Mount Vesuvius where they were able to defend their position on the, on the mountain. So they were encamped in the, in the mountain. Okay. Um, the people chose Spartacus to lead them, of course, along with two others, Crixus and Onimaeus, who I believe were also Celtic fools, Celtic boys, but also were at the same school and they were just as good as fighters as Spartacus was. Nice. Okay. Um, they were, they were, they were dope. 
Um, at this time, the Roman Empire was busy waging war all, all over the place. So most of the legions were actually busy. Yeah. Which, which is why Spartacus was, was lucky like enough timing. to be able to mm-hmm. get all… It was, he had no… It was perfect timing straight up. Because the Rome at the time was fighting two on two fronts. They had, they had a revolt in Hispania. And it was a third Mithridatic war with Pontus at, at the time. Yeah. So yeah. they were busy in the east stretched and the west. Thin. They were literally in fighting. They were stretched super thin. They were like, yo, we don't got enough boys. I don't have enough Bring the boys, boys back. Bring the boys back. Um, but it was funny to me that the Senate at this particular time saw this issue as more of like a policing problem than more of like a war. All out war. Yeah. They're like, how many people? It's a few thousand now, boss. Uh, the police the will take care of it. They get yeah. the guards on it. So that's what they did. They literally sent the militia to deal with them um, under the praetor Gaius, Gaius Julius Glaber. To besiege Spartacus's camp on Mount Vesuvius, hoping to starve them out. They just kind of mm, narrowed the pass. About that. But get this, this is the dopest part. Uh, oh. and a huge upset for the Romans. Uh the the gladiators came up with the idea to make ropes out of vines and vegetation that grow on the mountain and were able to essentially climb down the cliffside and go behind the Roman oh. encampment and hit them from behind and essentially routing and destroying the entire militia. Damn. Dope as fuck. They show that in the show. At first, I thought it wasn't actually like, oh, that's cool. But now that I read it, I was like, oh, that actually fucking that's happened. Fucking tight, they were dude. like, yo, let's go behind them at night. They just they just descended the mountain, the the volcano. They descended the volcano and they just whoop, just that behind them and just swept, swept from behind. Um, they did. Uh, they went. They ended up winning a few skirmishes like this, but this was the most. This was the coolest one. Yeah, that's why I was like, no, they. This one was dope. Uh, and they they kept winning, and the more they won, the more they kept looting, and the more they kept you know getting more weapons and armor for themselves. So they were actually a proper army at at this point. Yeah. Not very well trained because, like I said, most of them were slaves or you know whatever. But at the same time, you know, it was dope. They just kept stealing all that stuff. Um, at this point, after so many victories and being able to withstand the wrath of the Roman Empire itself, more and more people flocked to the cause, and they're like, "Yo, Spartacus, this dude's dope." Yeah. At one point. It said that he had anywhere between 70,000 men to 100,000 men. Holy fucking shit, man. Yeah. Slaves made up of people who deserted. And it was said that there were also… Um, he had also old legionnaires that fought in previous wars that deserted the Roman Empire. Yeah. So he also had like actual soldiers That's in his armies. Sick. So he yeah, had made up of all different all different sorts of soldiers and different nationalities. Probably was never… I don't think there ever was an army in history that was probably made up of what he was. Yeah, like yeah. all different… You know what I mean? Like slaves and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Um, the Romans ended up like fearing Spartacus. They were like, yo, this guy's actually not… Fu- is this a policing issue? Are you sure? Like yeah. the reason why the Third Survival War was such a pain in the ass for the Romans is because it was so close to Rome. Yeah. Cap- what was, you know, miles from Rome. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was like a day's travel. But still, they wanted to sack Rome. I'm pretty sure at one point they wanted to fuck up… They wanted to fuck up Rome. I would have. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Spartacus ended up being a wonderful tactician and leader. which Probably suggests that he did have mil- like prior military experience as a like as it. a soldier, whether he was a general or a captain, who knows? But he had a head for this kind of shit. Um, most of the rebels, like I said, lacked any sort of real training, but they were really smart and skillful in their use of local materials and unusual tactics against the Roman legions. You know, like uh, guerrilla tactics and all and, and all that stuff. In the spring of 72 BC, the army split up and one was led by Crixus who led 30,000 men. Uh, I think they, he sent them over. No, I didn't. I don't think. I know. He's, I just didn't write it down. He sent them over to like just go raid. 
because they were running out of like they were like low on supplies and they went south, but they were ambushed by uh, two consulars that were sent by Rome. It was two consular legions, sorry, under the command of Lucius Gellius and Gnaeus Cornelius Lentulus Clodianius. All right, guy. I I wish I had a name like that. Four names. You can have a name like that. I do have a name like we're that. Mexican. I do have four names. Yeah. It's pretty much just, yeah. Osmar Guerrero. Oh, wait, Osmar Guerrero Rodriguez. There you go. Yeah, Steel that's pretty. Identity. Yeah, Latino. That's Latin, baby. That's Latin, baby. Let's <laughs> show. But is. no. Um, so yeah. Uh, so after they were able to defeat Crixus, and like I said, I'm not getting too into detail. If you want to look it up, look up the wars. They're they're pretty. They're we'll pretty do sad. An on it Crixus was defeated. Spartacus was pissed and marched and avenged him and ended up defeating the legions. At that's this so point, sick. Rome was like, "God damn it! Like we defeated one army. I didn't know there was another one." So at this point, they hit up uh, Marcus Crassus, who was Marcus Licinius Crassus, who at this point was the richest man in Rome, man in Rome, which we've heard about. He dies a really awful, beautiful death. Um, he was put in charge of eight legions, around 40,000 men. Uh, he was able to win multiple skirmishes against Spartacus uh, and was able to make him retreat multiple times. This was all around like the region of like Sicily, like Southern, yeah, like all that, uh, that place. Worth mentioning, I'm pretty sure… Uh, Pompey was also involved. Yeah, Pompey so was I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say part of the reason why Spartacus ended up retreating to a, I think south to Sicily was because Pompey was done in Hispania and his legions were returning yeah, to Rome, so they were gonna go out. help Marcus. Yeah. And then also, I think uh, I've heard this in certain sources. I don't know if it's one hundred percent true, but I still think it's worth mentioning. Uh, there's a really good chance that Julius Caesar was a part of Crassus's army. He was in one of his legions. It's very possible. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I've heard conflicting sources. I don't want to say that it's true, but in the show, Julius Caesar is in the show. Yeah, like that's and what I'm saying. He is like, a young. He's a young man in the show. Yeah, like, he's not like he, a commander no, no, or the, anything. He's but, literally just a young, popular guy. Yeah, who just like fucks a, a lot yeah, and he's really is a really good fighter. Because Pompey and Crassus are both like 20 years older. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. Caesar. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's very, it's very possible. But also, it was also said that Marcus wanted to just defeat uh, Spartacus before Pompey showed up because he wanted to take all because the credit. They hated each other because he wanted he wanted they to take all the, hated he wanted to take other. all the credit. He didn't want Pompey to take the credit. So he's like, oh fuck, I got to do it. Pompey and, and then yeah. I think Spartacus just made some errors with his travels and then ended up. Doesn't Pompey him. end up doing it and then he takes all the credit? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Pompey ends up taking all the credit, anyways. And that's if he if he did, I didn't get to that part when I was doing the thing. Because Marcus does defeat Spartacus. Yeah. Like it does get to a point where like he has multiple retreats to the point where he's finally is in his last stand. Yeah, and then Marcus shows up and right. defeats him. Spoiler alert for when we do the episode. I mean, whatever you already told them to look at the the war, but like yeah, from what I understand is yeah, Marcus Crassus he does defeat them, but then. Pompey, like you said, since he was coming over from yeah. Hispania, he was kind of late. So he, while he's coming down south, he runs into all the people who ran, all the all the uh, okay, all the defectors from Spartacus. Like when Spartacus lost, that makes all sense. All the people who escaped, yeah. uh, Crassus or uh, Pompey finds them, and he murders all of them. Yeah, that that makes sense. And so then, since he isn't all the way down south, he's able to get to Rome first, and then he goes like. Yeah, I don't know what happened down there, but I just ran into like a group of like the last of them. I cleaned yeah. them up, so I did it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, and he took all the credit. It's very I'm possible. Pretty sure that's what happened. It, I mean, yeah. We'll Source, look it up. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. Either way, 
Spartacus revolt, you know, failed and he yeah. died and his body was never recovered. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, too, is that nobody knows if he died in the action or if he took his own life. Yeah. Like, literally nobody knows. Right? Um, and then it was said that like some 6,000 captives were crucified along <gasps> the road Ooh. from Capua to Rome, the Apian Way, 6,000 men. Just, that's brutal. 6,000 yeah. crosses. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's quite the message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No more slave revolts, guys. So yeah, if you want to learn more about Spartacus and his wars, and if Pompey fucking ended up taking the credit, look it up. Look it up. Because I definitely will. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do an episode on it. But yeah. I'd love to um, do an episode on that shit. That is it for today. That's the program. That's the program? That is the program. Um, Here, I want to... I wanna. I wanna. I wanna ask uh, Chap GPT for some gladiator jokes. Oh, I wanna see what it comes up with. I've been playing with Chat GPT a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's 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 a couple gladiator jokes to close out the show. All right, uh, courtesy of Chat GPT. Why did the gladiator wear a watch? To keep track of his Roman numerals. <laughs> what did the gladiator say when he lost his phone? I don't really get this one. Ave Siri tour. Siri. Hey Siri. God damn it. Why did the gladiator go to the doctor? Because he had Coliseum sickness. Shut up, Siri. Not you. I probably triggered other people's series when I said that. Um, hey Siri. Hey Siri. Fuck you, dude. Hey Alexa. What else is there? What else is there? Hey Alexa. Hey TV. Hey computer. Hey Google. Hey, Google. Stop. Hey, Google. You're going to piss so many people off. Oh, my God. How did the gladiator clean? Hey, Alexa. Shut up. How did the gladiator clean his armor? With scrub brush ickis. I don't fucking know. Hey, Siri, tell me a better joke. What do you call a group of gladiators playing instruments? A sword and harmony band. That's cute. Why did the gladiator break up with his girlfriend? She was always too focused on her... Gladiators? I don't fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> Are your glutes? Gladia glutes? Yeah, I think it was trying to make a glute joke. Yeah. How does a gladiator take his coffee with a little bit of swords and spices? This fucking sucks. Dude. Yeah, these, so are, these are bad. What's a gladiator's favorite type of sandwich? A submission. <laughs> Why did the gladiator refuse to fight in the rain? He didn't want to slip and fall on his gluteus maximus. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. What do you call a gladiator who's always making bad jokes? Jordan. A, a punisher. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> oh, my Check God. The Lowest rated episode in the Boys BC history. Check the description for all the links. Shouts out to Andy Grow for the intro. Shouts out to Garrett for the outro and the and the production. And uh, shouts out to Jared for the logo, all the art. Shouts out to all our uh, dead gladiators. Shouts out to Flama. Flama, Spiculus, Spartacus, Crixus, Onimaeus. All those guys. Uh, yeah, you guys have been real. You guys have been Hope real. Hope you guys are having a good time wherever you're at. Hold on, I'm rolling for how this outro is going. Oh, okay. One. Okay. Oh, shit. Damn. All right. Well, All right. no, I'm going to roll as well. <laughs> Whatever I get, we'll see what happens.
15. Okay, okay. Okay, we're back, baby. Pretty good we're back. back. Pretty, we're good back. We're back. pretty good outro. We're back. Pretty good outro. Make sure to check out the Instagram. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, vote in the polls. Email we'll in. We'll probably have that next week. Message in. Let us know what you guys want to listen to. Yeah, we're going to try to run a poll by, let's say, fucking, I don't want to, I don't care what's new in calendar. Okay. We're going to try to run a poll by March 7th. March by March 7th. 7th. Keep an eye Wait, out. April or March? Oh, yeah. Sorry. April 7th. Going back in time. Yeah. We're by April 7th. So keep an eye out on the socials over the week by April. Oh, wait, dude. This one's coming out in like three weeks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Just, just fucking just, check every yeah. Friday. Check our just Instagram check us every out. Friday. Yo. And we'll be fucking posting polls. We'll do it on a Wednesday. We'll do it like on a Wednesday. Yeah, that's there a good go. day. Every Wednesday, check it out. We'll have polls or messages or asking you guys what you guys want to hear. Participate. Yeah. I would please. love it. Love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, there's a, I think all of our episodes on Spotify. If you listen. They are. On Spotify, we have a little Q&A. I saw that. Just yeah. one question. How do you feel about this episode? Let us know. Do it. It would be nice. All right. I've been Jordan. I've also been Jordan. Cool. Uh, yeah, Osmark's not here today. I've been doing both of the voices. <laughs> like Norbit. <laughs> like. All right. Uh, See you guys next week. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go train now. All right. Bye.